How much does colonoscopy actually reduce the risk of colorectal cancer? Find out about this and more in today's PV Roundup podcast. I'm your host, Senior VP Medical Director, Dr. Tim Wright, coming to you once again from the Pioneer Valley in Western Massachusetts. Here are today's stories. Although colonoscopy is widely used to detect colorectal cancer, its benefits may be overestimated. According to a study published at the 2022 Annual Meeting of the United European Gastroenterology and published simultaneously in the New England Journal of Medicine. A study of nearly 85,000 men and women aged 55 to 64 years from Poland, Norway, and Sweden found that over a median follow-up of 10 years, 259 cases of colon cancer were diagnosed among those who underwent screening colonoscopy, compared to 622 cases among those who received no screening. In intention-to-treat analysis, colonoscopy reduced the risk of colorectal cancer by 18% over 10 years, and the reduction of risk of death from colorectal cancer was insignificant. Based on the results, the number needed to invite to screen to prevent one case of colorectal cancer was 555. Dr. Jason A. Dominitz and colleagues in an accompanying editorial wrote, quote, this relatively small reduction in the risk of colorectal cancer and the non-significant reduction in the risk of death are both surprising and disappointing. These findings raise the question of why previous studies would have shown greater effectiveness of sigmoidoscopy than colonoscopy, end quote. In our next story, we learned that the FDA has amended the emergency use for authorization of the Moderna bivalent COVID-19 vaccine to allow its use as a booster in children as young as six years, and the Pfizer bivalent vaccine for use as a booster in children as young as five years. Both bivalent vaccines should be administered at least two months following completion of primary or booster vaccination. With this authorization, the monovalent Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine is no longer authorized as a booster dose for children aged 5 to 11 years. However, both the Moderna and the Pfizer COVID vaccines continue to be authorized for primary series administration in children 6 months of age or older. However, both the Moderna and the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccines continue to be authorized for primary series administration in children aged 6 months and older. To authorize both vaccines, the FDA used immune response and safety data from a study in adults of a booster dose of a bivalent COVID-19 vaccine that contained a component of the original strain of SARS-CoV-2 and a component of Omicron lineage BA.1. They also drew upon an immune response and safety data from studies of the monovalent mRNA COVID-19 vaccines, including as a booster dose in children. And finally, we learned follow-up cardiac MRI findings are distinct in children and adolescents with COVID-19 vaccine-associated myocarditis. Data from 89 patients presented at the 2022 annual meeting of the American Academy of Pediatrics found that a median of 170 days after diagnosis, persistent late gadolinium enhancement was seen in three of eight patients with vaccine-associated myocarditis. All patients had normal ventricular systolic function, T1, extracellular volume, and T2 values. Three to five months after diagnosis, 30% of patients with classic myocarditis had left ventricular ejection fractions less than 55% compared with 0% of those with vaccine-associated myocarditis and 6.6% of those with MISC-related myocarditis. Patients with classic myocarditis also had the highest prevalence of persistent late gadolinium enhancement, 75%, compared with the vaccine group, 42.9%, and the MIS-C, 33% groups. 
And that's today's Medical Roundup. Thank you for joining us for this episode of PV Roundup Podcast. For more stories like this, visit us at pvroundup.com to subscribe to our weekly newsletters. You can send any tips or suggestions to editorial at pvroundup.com. Thoughts, comments, suggestions? Please leave us a review on your preferred listening platform or email us at editorial at pvroundup.com. Subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, or Google. You can also download our Amazon Alexa Flash Briefing Medical News Roundup and just ask, what's my flash briefing? Thanks today to our staff editor, Gabriella Mastello, for selecting and editing our stories, and to Sean Mullen for production assistance. Join me next time for an episode where we'll cover the latest stories in the world of medicine.